Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Woman Emits podcast. This is Katie Ray, your host, and I'm so glad to have you here today. If you guys haven't been a part of this podcast before, just to tune you into what we are about, this is a space where we talk about how we live life to the full when we're in the middle, right? When we're not in the mountaintop experiences, living life with our dream bodies, in our dream home, and our dream vacations, when all of our goals and everything has been satisfied and fulfilled. Um, There's a lot of emphasis put on when we get to those places, but that's not where the majority of life is spent. It's spent in the middle. It's spent in the midst. So how do we as women carry a sense of fulfillment, purpose, joy, and grace while we're still pursuing our goals, while we're still waiting for that dream to come true or uncertain if it ever will, or we've experienced loss or grief, or we're living out that adventure and it's not painting out the way you want it, right? How do we trudge through the mud, the dirt, um, the uphill battles and climbs when it is hard work, it's not easy. And yet I really truly believe that fullness of joy and peace and adventure um, is still available in those seasons. So that's what this podcast is about and hearing the stories of women who are doing just that and how we experience that. Um, So I'm so glad to share that with you guys. I love this space and just what I learn from the stories that I hear of women that we get to share. So on today's podcast, we have Bailey Miney, who's one of my closest friends from college. She's amazing, hilarious, super witty. There's a lot that I didn't get to share that we had in this conversation before I hit the record button. And I'm so sad that it isn't on here because at least I laughed a lot. I think you guys would have too, but she is a lawyer. She is also an incredible woman of God and an amazing wife and friend. Um, and just advocate for other people. And in today's episode, we talk a lot about how we handle life's unexpected turns when we pivot because something just isn't working out the way we planned. Um, We can't move forward the way that we plan and we wanted to. So how do we redirect and continue to move forward? And we give some really good tangible things that I got from Bailey and I share with you guys how I've approached those types of situations in my life. So here's our conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. And thanks so much for being here. Yeah, we're here to talk about Friends. Okay, so um, if you've seen the show Friends, which if you haven't, shame on you. I haven't. I grew up under a rock watching Harry Potter exclusively, <laughs> and I'm which very is happy very. With that. I'm I'm really glad that you and watched you Harry Potter. You can see it in my social skills. <laughs> <laughs> but Friends is amazing, uh-huh. and there's an episode of Friends where Ross is trying to get a couch up into his apartment mm-hmm. on an upper level and he's trying to get it up some stairs and there is the infamous scene where he starts yelling pivot pivot i will link it in the show notes if you ha- haven't seen it but it is iconic mm-hmm. for all my friends listeners out there mm-hmm. and that is what this whole podcast is about today <laughs> is about pretty much life circumstances that we can't change and i feel like a lot of Um, the things that we start to think about when we think about being in the midst of struggles, it's things that we can change or changes that we chose. Mm -hmm. But what happens when we come up against circumstances that we can't change? We are up against a boulder or in Ross's case, a really small stairwell in New York City that he cannot get his couch up. And so what do you do? How do you adjust? How do you pivot in life Mm -hmm. properly? Mm-hmm. and still hold on to the joy, peace, contentment of our original goals or the original things that we are trying to accomplish when we have to change direction. Right. And it's out of our control, which for both Speaking of us, of we have things being out of our control. <laughs> so I am out here visiting Katie Ray because her and her family are about to move to Australia. And so Katie Ray and I decided, hey, let me fly out here with you. She was on the East Coast with her family. And I said, okay, I'll come and we'll fly with the kids from Virginia Beach to Salt Lake City. And so Katie Ray, if you know her, she had this whole flight, I mean, mapped out. We took two together, but the snacks, the timing of the snacks for the kids, not us. For And no, I had our snacks planned out too. You did actually. Uh, yeah. had some good bars. But even how we're going to get on and off the plane, how should we pack the stroller up? Who should carry that part of the stroller? If you don't know me, which my, many of you may not know me that well, mm-hmm. that is how I approach life. It's like, I feel like I can do anything if I have a really good plan and if I can be in control of how it goes. 
Um, so yeah, like I had this flight, like I have a bag that I bring onto the plane and in it has a Ziploc bag with everything that we need. We've got a snack bag. We've got a game bag. We've got extra clothes. We've got a diaper bag. We've got earphones for both Bailey and I with one of those joint little plugs so that we could watch the same movie if both kids happen to fall asleep, which is not going to happen. And then above our heads in the overhead compartment we have a diaper bag with literally extras of every one of those items in case all of them get lost and the bag gets stolen we are still okay because someone sees a diaper bag and says that yes, is that's what the thing i need, I need. diapers and Evil. lightning mcqueen <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah well we, diapers are in short supply right now yes so places, i am so. prepared yeah that's course. all that's all we're saying i was yeah. like extremely prepared and that's how i approach all of it which usually goes well but occasionally you come across a flight i have had a few of them where it does not go according to plan everything gets upturned which is how it was mm-hmm. so like starting with before the flight I called like two weeks in advance to make sure we were seated together. Our flights were like we were our tickets were booked linked together so they would not separate us. And then the day of our seats are separated. Mm -hmm. So now we're like having to rush the gate to make sure our seats are separated because Bailey has one of my children Mm -hmm. as a lab child. Mm -hmm. I have another child as a lab child. So we need to sit together. So because of that, we didn't have time in between our flights because our gate from at JFK was literally at the farthest gate. You could possibly be at. It was at the end of the world. That required you to even take a shuttle. It was that far because there was not even a way to walk in between these two buildings. So we had like a little over an hour layover and like the 35, 40 minute walk just to get to our gate. So anyways, we couldn't get food. We get on our like four hour flight. Yes. There's a diversion. Yes. And now our four hour flight with toddlers became an eight hour an flight. An eight hour flight. <laughs> and, and we were like, and my son like hadn't slept in like 12 hours. Right. It was almost midnight East Coast time when we had the first diversion. Someone was having a medical emergency. So we landed halfway from JFK in New York City to Salt Lake City. And then we were on the ground for three hours. Three hours. And like right before. And bef- couldn't get out of our seats really. Yeah. Could not move. Yeah. And like right before this, we really thought my to your almost two-year-old was going to fall asleep but then like when they land it's all the you know overhead announcements and the lights all come on right and so there's so much commotion so like that dude is not going to sleep and he took on the energy of every passenger on the entire plane and was like here i am world i'm ready to go and i haven't slept so instead of becoming extra tired i'm going to take on all this adrenaline and let's see how much fun we can have um so that was really exciting within three square feet of space because you cannot leave and so in these situations i feel like i've come up across this probably more in parenthood than ever before because when it's just you in those situations you're like cool i'm gonna take a nap sleep Mm -hmm. but honestly even if it's just you solo sitting there there's always that um conflict where you're like my plans are not going according to my plans Mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean you know things are not going the way I want them and how am I going to react and like Mm -hmm. our natural response which I actually told Bailey this at one point in time like Mm -hmm. I have an inner rage that rage button that these like everything is triggering right now like her nickname is Katie Rage if you also (laughs) want to know that about her I like it's all inner rage though don't worry I'm not gonna like lose my mind on you but still like inside I can like feel it bubbling up and I'm like all the lights are on my toddler's going crazy and I have this like two-month-old baby too and like ah and you have this like conflict of how I'm gonna like handle this and especially when you have little people watching you you're mm-hmm. like, man, do I want to be someone who explodes or do I want to find joy, contentment, and thankfulness in this? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have medical emergencies. Right. We were safe and healthy. And even though we have one night's inconvenience, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, we are healthy, able to afford this flight, going home, everything is good. Yes. But. We are stuck somewhere <laughs> and we cannot do anything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much like said couch. <laughs> Much like said couch that was stuck in the stairwell and will not go where he wants it to go. <clears throat> All that to say, we clearly did survive. And I just had no idea. I've obviously never flown with two children before. Yes. And one who was just trying to live it up. Yeah. You know, trying to make that airplane six flags. Yeah. And it was for him. It was really, he honestly did great because he was really happy like the majority of the time. Yeah. He just had a ton of energy, which was exhausting for the two adults. Right. Um, 
But it was very intimate to watch each other, though, react yeah. every time they said, oh, there's going to be another delay. Oh, sorry. Now we have to wait for the ambulance or we have to replace the oxygen we used with the person having yes. the emergency. And so it was intimate to be with someone who is not your relationship, romantic partner. And it, it was kind yeah. of accountability, but also I'm too tired to really be on my best <laughs> behavior. And so I'm really trying right now. Yeah. And I will say there was a moment that I made this phrase up, but I do think that it is very purposeful and please feel free to use it, everybody. Um, <laughs> like the flight attendant came over and we like were like, we should definitely order wine. So we order wine. And this is before the di- like yeah, we even knew that we were going to have a diversion. So praise right. the Lord that we had good intuition to order wine. And then the flight attendant was like, wow, you have a rowdy toddler. Here's a f- glass on me. So she gives a free little bottle of wine. So but we're like sitting there and we hadn't really gotten into them yet and so we're in our little diversion and we were like hey when life gives you lemons grab a glass but i do feel like (laughs) which normally the average folk says when life gives you lemons make lemonade but no we aren't boxed in to lemonade we are going to drink wine when said lemons come upon us right and that's and that is the point of this is that i think in circumstances you can't change you have a choice to they're kind of like the two options. There mm-hmm. is, I'm going to fight against this. And there was a girl in front of us who, she let the inner rage become she her thought, outer rage. Yes. And like raged at everybody. Like the people around her, the flight attendants. She's the like, person having the heart attack. The person having the heart, heart attack. Like she let everybody know she was on a work trip and we have all inconvenienced her. And like us for having a toddler, like my bag being in her way, like everything. And mm-hmm. I felt for this person because I feel like, that was a very literal example of how we handle changes not going our way. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I do that sometimes too. Yeah. Like I want to fight up against something so hard to be like, I'm going to beat this change into submission, mm-hmm. even if it's not going to be effective. And there's nothing I can do. Like there's nothing that woman could do about the flight mm-hmm. to change it. Like yelling at somebody isn't going to do anything. Getting angry isn't going to be doing anything. But that feels better and less scary than letting go. Than letting go. I'd rather create all kinds of other negative circumstances than just let the circumstance be that I can't control. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. My mom always said this. She would say, you shouldn't complain about... You only should complain about things that you can change. Oh, that's great. Because then the complaint is productive. Otherwise, you're literally just complaining about nothing. Right. So like if I'm going to complain about something, it's because I'm it's leading me towards a solution. So in that like situation, okay. There's like no change that can actually happen. Man, Pam with the wisdom. Thanks, Pam. Yeah. We know she's going to listen, so she loves the shout out. Um so <laughs> I think that's like just such a great example of like Bailey and I've just been processing this week about lots of life events that we don't have control over like i mean right now my move how the move goes like military life is full of changes and circumstances that i don't have control over mm-hmm. um and particularly even some of the bigger ones like for myself like entering motherhood as a military spouse who had i was passionate about my work mm-hmm. and having to come up on a situation where it's like okay my husband cannot come in and be the sole provider in times when I need to go follow my dreams and go to Africa for two weeks like I used to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't do those things anymore. And so what do we do? And so I quit my job and it was like, it was kind of one of those things. Either I could beat up against a circumstance and be like, I want this to change. I want to hold on to my job. I love this so much. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. My husband's job can't change. He's in the military. Yes. Um, and one of the big lessons the Lord taught me was how to counteract that instead of beating against it was that I had giftings and desires that were still good. Like getting to our destination is so good just because we come up against a barrier mm-hmm. doesn't mean we shouldn't get there. Mm-hmm. It just means we may have to redirect. And for me, it was submission and learning that you know what, all of those things that I love to do and my passions of photography, of storytelling, of adventure and travel, I can now do within motherhood, within podcasting. And I had to find a different avenue and venue for those things. And sometimes that just looks like maybe not traveling the world, even though I am moving to Australia. Yes. So I am going to get to do that, which right. is a really cool gift. But the you last, didn't know you were I going didn't to know Australia. I was doing that. And yeah. it was every day going out on the trail by my house and taking my kid out there and us going on a walk and getting outside every day and creating these little micro adventures 
that may not be the big adventure. Yes. But they are the small things and they still satisfied and filled that part of my soul that I thought I had to let go of. Or taking my photography and I can't do humanitarian work. Okay, well, what can I do? And I can't tell these big stories, but I can tell stories right here on this podcast. Yeah. And I can take photos of my family and tell the stories of my family and our adventures. And mm-hmm. it was a really cool redirect to go, you know what, Lord, maybe in this season, mm-hmm. it may not look like me going out and doing this big work that sometimes feels more grand when you're like, you know, being praised for this work that everybody's seeing. It's the small work mm-hmm. right here that's still meeting the giftings and callings I've been I've been given. Instead of just saying, I can't do this, I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. I'm not called to do any of it. That's over. And then the bitterness creeps in. Or me fighting right. against it. And then causing bitterness between my husband and being like, I shouldn't have to quit this. I shouldn't have to do this. It was like, well, I am the one who does need to redirect right now. That's true. Yeah. And, and so... How can I do that and still feel fulfilled to the outcome and the goals that I was trying to reach? Yeah. And so you say redirect, but also earlier you said the word submit and submitting to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's such an emotionally charged word, Hmm. especially as someone who's more prone to fight. And, you know, it sounds like we when we approach the couch stuck in the stairwell situation of here's something I want to do. It's not happening because certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. You're, would you describe it as submitting to the circumstance and redirecting? Yeah, a little bit. Because I think what we want to do is like we want to – so in Friends, what he wants to do is he wants the couch to go up so bad that he breaks the couch. Interesting. And I think sometimes like it's not giving up. It's just going like, okay, he's like, and he's, if you watch the show, he's literally trying to do the same thing to try to get the couch up mm-hmm. instead of being like, okay, this isn't working. Like this isn't the way. And he broke the couch and he had to go get a new couch. And it, and in my mind or in like the motherhood example, it's like, I need to submit to the fact that there is a barrier. Mm-hmm. Like this is a circumstance I can't change. This you, is right. I, this is a transition in my life that we're up against. We're here. There is no changing it. And I have friends that have faced this in a lot of different ways. Like mm-hmm. whether it's a spouse who has a career who you have to follow. Whether it's a relationship mm-hmm. and you're waiting for the other person to change. You know, there changes yes. need to happen, but it, it's not happening. Yeah, and you're trying to force them to change and they're not changing and you want to force them into submission and you mm-hmm. can't. Or whether there's a move happening in mm-hmm. your life that you don't want to go to this place. Right. But you don't have the choice. Exactly. So how do we find purpose, joy, contentment, meaning and still like the reason we wanted to go to this other place is cuz we all want to feel fulfilled. Like, we all want to get the couch up to the apartment. We yes. want to see what we want happen yes. in life. Yeah. And so like, but sometimes we have to find a re- way and we have to redirect. And so submitting to that almost reality of what's in front of us yeah. and what our barriers are right? and going, okay. And I know I've talked about this analogy before, but it's really just like the letting go of what you talked about. Like mm-hmm. you said, you mentioned that earlier, but it's like, if we literally like think about a closed fist analogy, like your hands are closed around this thing for this one outcome. But sometimes God just asking us to release and it's in the release of it and the literal laying down of it that we can see it more clearly and go, okay, this still is a good thing. Yes. It's just not meant to happen in that way. Yes. Which I loved how Katie Ray phrased it a different way when we were talking earlier today. She said, pivot, don't quit. And so what you could have done was you could have looked at this the way you wanted to express your dreams mm-hmm. in travel and working as a photographer yeah. in a way that you could travel that now you can't because yeah. you're married to someone in the military mm-hmm. and you have kids. You could have just dropped it all and been like, I guess I got it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I love is how you you didn't quit on it. Yeah. I think it was scary to take a step back and say, no, I still feel like I'm supposed to do these things. I can't mm-hmm. express it in the way that I thought. Yeah. So good what's the other way up yeah. the stairs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what's brave. And that's the woman emits. Yeah. That is the woman emits. And what happened to you as you've had to sit and wait for multiple years to see how God was going to use all mm-hmm. these passions he gave you when you couldn't express it the way you originally yeah. thought. And I think what's hard about that, like being amidst something, like mm-hmm. what this whole podcast started out of yeah and like really what I felt like has been like resonated so deeply with me is that it's uncomfortable 
Oh, it's like so uncomfortable. Sitting in the middle of something and waiting for something, being in the waiting is hard. It's really hard because you want the solution. You want the quick fix. I want to force this couch up the stairwell mm-hmm. just so I can get to where I'm going. Yes. Um, and then sitting and having to wait and go, well, I don't know how this is going to work quite yet, but I'm not going to let go of it. I'm not going to just quit and say, I don't need a couch in my house. Yeah. No, we still need a couch in the house. Yes, we do. Well, like we're not going to sit on the floor. The ground is hard. The ground is hard. So we are going to get a couch just what does this mean? And it's like being yeah. able to redirect sometimes mm-hmm. is is really hard because we don't know what direction to go. And it's accepting that I may feel sad and I'm choosing not to distract myself out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to push away the hard emotions <clears throat> that God uses to change you hmm. and grow you while you redirect. Yeah. If you avoid redirecting in life, then you won't grow. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's in those challenges and trials we see a broader spectrum of how things could be used. Yeah, I think we we were joking about something else earlier today, but Katie Ray even talked about rejection and how mm-hmm. when you experience rejection, it's almost like you, this is going to sound crazy, but you are blessed that God is giving you this opportunity. He's saying, this is the wrong person. Let's draw a hard boundary down. Yeah. This mm-hmm. isn't a relationship that's good for you. You're mm-hmm. going to experience rejection mm-hmm. and like sitting in it and learning how to believe I may be rejected by someone, but I'm not rejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is something that Ooh. changes the rest of your life. Yeah. But if you fight, you know, if you mm-hmm. try to like stay in this relationship and push up against that boundary, God's trying to draw in your life yeah. of don't go here. Yeah. Then you lose that opportunity to de- develop that deep security amidst the rejection and amidst God bringing potentially someone else into your life. Yeah. And so like the alternate to that is like in this analogy is that either one, you like fight up against that and you're like, no, I'm going to force this. This is meant to be mm-hmm. this, this thing. is meant to be. Yes. And is that a, I mean, we could do a yeah. whole podcast on that cultural phrase and belief. Yeah, that this is meant to be or that it's this door is closed and me believing that I'm still worth worthwhile, worth whatever my dream was. And maybe it's not that person, that thing, yes. but the, what I was desiring out of that is still possible. And we tend to put all of our eggs in one basket. And if that one basket doesn't pan out, mm-hmm. then it's over and we quit. Mm-hmm. And I know... I mean, you've intimately experienced this in different ways. That's yeah, what we were talking sure. about coming into this. Like why this resonated so much with you yes. was how like how you faced closed doors. And that was exactly what you experienced. Like mm-hmm. belief still that what God intended was there. Yeah. And well, I'll share with you guys because I do think it's a good example of yeah. the different ways you can approach these circumstances, these barriers, these closed, you know, the couch in the stairwell type moments where it's not working no matter what you do. It's not going forward. So for me, I'm always a fighter. It's a pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If something's Mm -hmm. not working, it's because you haven't done the right thing. Hmm. It's not, it's never like God or an external circumstance. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons why I believe that. I feel like a lot of people are like one of two ways. They're either like, it's life's happening to me or like somebody's done it to me. Uh huh. It's like you kind of fall in one of two camps. Somebody's done it to me or I... And like the culprit and I need to fix myself in Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Neither are healthy. And again, that's the point of the woman amidst Mm -hmm. is getting out of the victim mentality and getting out of the I am God mentality. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. hovering in the middle. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. doing life that way. Yeah. But anyways, so my example of fighting against trying to just push the couch until it breaks is I had a person in my life who I thought was going to be in my life forever. I had no doubts. And... For reasons that, quite truthfully, I still don't know, Mm. God drew a hard line, did a hard no in that relationship, and almost out of nowhere, it ended. And so I obviously wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. to have this metaphorical couch and not go up the stairwell. It seemed like it was going fine when I started. And so I was so grief-stricken and... I was so confused and, you know, in a hard place. And so I decided, you know what? God says I can pray for anything. And mm. I want I want this person in my life. I'm going to pray that, that this person will be in my life mm. and just ask for exactly what I want. Mm. And I felt God free me up of 
you you're free to mm. pray this. You're free mm. to pray this mm. and then to trust either I'm going to answer that prayer and mm. this person will be in your life mm. in a different capacity or I'm going to remove the desire. Mm. But I think God let me fight the way that I do, which is no, I'm just going to keep pushing and keep asking God to remove this barrier until I don't want it anymore. And that is what is crazy, guys. I I feel like God showed me this ball of yarn that was all tied up. And that's how I saw what happened with this person I lost was I can't make sense of it. And now looking back, I see it was God. Like you mm-hmm. can't make sense of something that God does when he mm-hmm. really draws a line and says, no more, don't mm-hmm. go this direction in life. Um, but I handed the ball of yarn to God in my head when I'm praying. And I said, here's how I want you to untie this. Mm-hmm. You Hmm. cannot, but you are going to have to take the desire from me. Hmm. And I didn't try to talk myself into wanting anything else. Um, I didn't try to talk myself into wanting to push the couch up a different way. I was like, no, it's going up this stairwell and Hmm. that's what I want, God. And it is wild because I prayed that prayer every day for almost a month. Here's what I want, God. Hard stop. I'm I'm not even sure I'm ready to hear Hmm. what you think. And... All of a sudden, one day, I went to pray my place bring this person back prayer, and the desire was completely gone. Hmm. It was completely wow. gone. And I think God let me be myself within that process hmm. because there's different ways to yeah. react to circumstances you can't control. And my way was, yeah, I am I physically can't because of my emotional, spiritual maturity. I hmm. cannot let go of this. Yeah. You have to do it. Hmm. You have to do it. I give you permission, God, to block me. Yeah. Um, but here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And so I I felt like that was important to share also that there's a spectrum in how you react. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't fault you for still asking and still fighting as long as you can let go after you make that request of God. Yeah, it's the submission to him in it. It's like and it's we're not different. suppressing desire. Yes. We're submitting desire to him, yeah, so which in, is different. So instead of running into the barrier and immediately questioning, maybe this is the wrong thing. Maybe this isn't what God wants me to do with my life. Yeah. I came up against it and was like, no, something's wrong. Hmm. It must be what God's trying to do. Yeah. Surely not me. Yeah. And, but... If I can at least give God just enough room, Mm. just enough room, um, as I stand there still trying to push on the couch, he will meet you Mm. and he will actually change your desire. Yeah. He will change your desire. Yeah. I think that's really great. There's a book called Desire out there. I'll have to link the book. There's a book called Everything. (laughs) And you know who gave me the book? Uh, Someone named Dixie. Oh, Dixie. (laughs) Dixie. Um, <laughs> she's both of our like mentors and one of our spiritual moms. Yeah. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. she gave me this book called Desire. And it was when I was in a season of like praying for a husband, which this is a wild story, but literally Dixie was like, I was living with her and she was like, get in your hands and knees and ask the Lord for your husband. And if he wants to give it to you, he will. And if he doesn't, he will change your desire, which is really cool because what I feel like I'm learning and I like learned in another podcast that I've been listening to is like nowhere in the Bible does it say to stop praying. It says to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Like everything is about continuing to come to the Lord and ask. Mm-hmm. It's about seeking, knocking. And I know it's it's Annie F. Downs who like talks about this. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a powerful analogy that we're supposed to continue to come to him and ask and not stop. And, and trust stop. that he will be the one to change our hearts. We don't have to be the ones to change it. And anyways, in like this book, Desire, they talk about that. Like it is good to have desire. Desires are not wrong. Mm -hmm. Our desire to have a couch in our apartment is not wrong. Mm -hmm. And just because we come against an obstacle doesn't mean that that was a no. Maybe it means that we should keep asking and trust that the Lord will give us new direction. Or sometimes he does remove the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Like that does happen sometimes. And that's why you ask. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that you can witness what he can do yeah. when it aligns with what he sees is going yes. to be best. Exactly. Long-term. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a draws closer to him to nourish our relationships with him. Right. And he either changes directions. Mm-hmm. For me, in that circumstance, he removed the obstacle of my desire of wanting a husband and not having one. Because literally after I prayed that with Dixie, I met Nick two weeks later. Oh, that's and crazy. I literally wrote in my journal, like right after I met him, 
I think I'm in trouble. I think I just met my husband. <laughs> I like that the first thought, though, was I think, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm in, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> well, it was like this like deep-seated weight of my whole life's about to change by this person who's That's in the military. I just like was this weightiness of, yeah. of like this could be it, yeah. which was really cool. And what's crazier to think about is that let's say you have been praying that, that God could have, Mm -hmm. this is hard to believe, but he could have made you desire singleness more Mm -hmm. than a relationship. He could have. And so we can't speak on permanent singleness, but we can, Mm -hmm. we have experienced that, you know, in temporary settings. Yeah. And truth be told, I mean, I'm talking about the two weeks that I desired marriage, but I mean, I was at that point almost 26 Mm -hmm. and I mean, if you guys are not from the South, then this is completely Yeah, you're like 26. You're not old enough to even meet someone. <laughs> yeah, you might think about marrying. But like in the South, I had already been in 16 weddings. 16, like, that's right. Because uh, I think I've been in like 18 total. Now, I had been in, I was like seriously almost always a bridesmaid. Like 27 dresses was about to be my reality, which was <laughs> fine. Uh, I like felt somewhat content to it, but I also had this desire. And it was this constant battle of, mm-hmm. do I suppress this or Mm -hmm. do I submit it to the Lord and what's he going to do with this obstacle that I faced and that asking and receiving and it was years of you know the stairwell didn't change I was just sitting there with the couch wondering what to do (laughs) and then I got up to the top eventually but you know right but I do think the asking is important and then um when we don't know how to ask for ourselves I think what's really cool is that the spirit can intervene for us. It says that Jesus prays for us. Mm -hmm. And so we ask him to pray for us. Right. Right. And to intervene for what we don't even know that we need. Right. And so we've shared a lot with you guys. We we really hope it's been helpful. This is something that we've learned to embrace the change and submit in our very different ways to these circumstances outside of our controls and control. And so we, When we were talking earlier, we were hoping to leave you, the listeners, with some things to think about. And just just like a tangible, like a tangible tangible. to be able to walk away with, to go like, okay, that's great. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like you've been left with, because I think that's the thing is, uh, we were joking around, we were walking, because we were on a walk talking about this, and we were like, okay, except for, you know, if you haven't been up against an obstacle that you couldn't move and we were like except for no one has like we all are facing something that I think we're desiring and or desired and we've already gotten an answer and it's not the answer we wanted it's the no it's the closed door it's Mm -hmm. the no answer it's the silence it's the whatever that scenario is that we are left with desire yeah um Jesus in the garden yeah yeah take this cup Mm -hmm. but if not your will yes Thy will be done, which yeah. is a hard thing to submit to. So, but we wanted to, to kind of guide you guys through. I think some of the questions we've asked ourselves when mm-hmm. we come up against these situations. So, I mean, first of all, just you know, leaving you guys with the thought of like tangibly write down um, in your journal or wherever it is, however yeah. it is that you guys process. Like, what is a scenario situation that you feel like you're up against, that you feel like there is a boulder, the wall mm-hmm. scenario? What is that thing that you're trying to push up the couch mm-hmm. and you can't? get there like I think it's important to name those situations in your life because sometimes we we can't even see what we're holding on to Mm -hmm. whether it's a job that you want gone Mm -hmm. or whether it's like a job that you want to be happier and easier and it's not and the job is really hard for you Mm -hmm. or you know whatever it is these things a relationship a person in your life that you want to change you're like I want this person whether it's a spouse or a friend that you're like I really want them to reciprocate and love me more and I feel like I'm trying so hard Mm -hmm. to get love out of them and I am not and I the litmus test I would say is where do you feel discouraged despite effort yes that's a good way to put it. Discouraged like despite, despite effort. Yeah. And like then looking at it and saying, okay, you know, I'm holding on to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how am I approaching it? I think it's really good to be able to evaluate ourselves and mm-hmm. see like, you know, are you a fighter? Are you trying to fight your way into it? If you're like, there's this person who they are not giving me the love that I want from them. So I'm literally going to text them every day until they respond. Right. And then I'm going to make some passive aggressive comments. Let's be real. We've all done it, people. Oh, for sure. Everybody's I'm queen. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let them know, even passive aggressively, <laughs> that I am not satisfied with the way that they love me. Like, they will know. And Next then they will love me. Aggressively, though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they then, better change now. They better change now or watch out. Um, you know, like, 
what is it? How are you approaching it? I think that's important to name and write that out Mm -hmm. and like actually look at yourself, do some self-evaluation of like, okay, what am I doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm seeing this, Mm -hmm. um, and now that we have something out of our control, how can I pivot? Yes. And I think that's the hard part, right? Right. So like naming it is one thing, Mm -hmm. being able to name your response, but being able to submit it is the hard part. Yes. Which could be a second thing to think about is in the past when you've come across these seemingly closed doors, these circumstances you can't control, do you take Katie Ray's initial approach, Mm -hmm. which is maybe I got it wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't it. Yeah. Before you get to a healthy place. Mm -hmm. Or do you take my approach, which is muscle through. Yeah. Muscle through until God essentially breaks the desire yeah exactly you or breaks (laughs) Breaks you or breaks the couch and like i mean to that point like sometimes like me like doing this supposed on like quitting Mm -hmm. supposed quitting supposed anyways yeah sounds right supposed quitting um doesn't always look like you're like some sore loser quitting like I am really good at being like, ooh, God just didn't call me to that. It was, there was an obstacle, closed door. Mm -hmm. I'm fine going this other direction because it's harder for me to sit in it than for me to redirect. And to admit you really wanted it and you thought that was it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I never liked that person. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah. I I, always knew something was wrong. Yeah. I'm like the queen of silver linings. So I will find a silver lining and I will find that other direction that seems really beautiful. But then I'm left with this inner disappointment because Mm -hmm. instead of admitting my desire... Mm-hmm. I disguised it in mm-hmm. something else so that I could feel better about the rejection, the closed door, and not feel like I lost something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I'm that, like sitting I feel here like counseling you myself. just said something that like got really deep. <laughs> it just really, I need to go to counseling after this. When's my next counseling appointment? <laughs> it's um, right now. <laughs> yes. But, but I think that's really important to know because it's really easy to be like, I to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come across these things, I think what's like the first thing we said this earlier is if you're at this place and you've identified it and you can kind of see where you're at I think Mm -hmm. really like letting the Holy Spirit intervene is the first place it's obvious like going to prayer in this and even if we don't know how to pray we don't know how to let go like if you are like Bailey and you are fighting with everything in you or you're like me and you're recognizing desire that maybe you ran away from Mm -hmm. because you're afraid of wanting that thing Mm -hmm. then I think the first thing is like being able to say like, okay, Jesus, you say you pray for us. Can you pray for what I really need? Can like, you I don't even know need yes. right, know what I need right now. Yes. I don't know how to let go of this thing right. that I've been fighting for for so long. And I'm scared if I let go, mm-hmm. it might mean I lose it forever. And so I'm either scared to pray what I know I should or I don't know. So yeah. will you please just pray for me? Do it for me. Yeah. yeah. And that's the easiest way to go. And I love that. I love that it's not based on our works. Like none of our faith is based on our works, our perfect prayers. Mm-hmm. Like we literally, it's just about us pressing into him. Okay, you do it for me. You do the work for me. I don't know how to move this couch. I'll show up though. I'll show up. I'm here. (laughs) I've showed up to the scene. Here I am. With gloves. Yeah. (laughs) For for moving the couch. Yeah. And one of those moving belts. Yeah, and forks not spoons. Or spoons not forks when you're moving for everyone. Don't hold your hands open. It could hurt your fingers. What? I've never heard this before. And I've moved many times. Yeah. So that'll be another podcast. Okay. All about how to move. Ask God to do it for you. (laughs) Yes. Is the moral of the story. Yes. And then I think our next thing we talked about, just like in our own lives, is letting other people in because sometimes we can't see those things. And it is really humbling Mm -hmm. to find somebody in your life and then you go, Hey, you remember that thing that I've been complaining to you about? That relationship, that person, mm-hmm. that thing? That thing I thought God told me was for sure going to happen. What do dot, you dot, see? Dot. Yeah. And like, oh. this is obviously a trust person, but like, that is a hard question to ask. And obviously, like, go to somebody who you trust, who knows you, mm-hmm. who can speak in love, mm-hmm. um, who has the same belief system as you do. Yeah. Because I think that they will see more eye to eye about maybe your desired outcome. Right. Ask, what are my blind spots in this situation? Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm forcing this? Yeah. And ask them, like, yeah, do yeah. you think I'm forcing this? Or did you do you think I ran away from something that yeah. God maybe intended for me? And I think sometimes people see those things in our lives and don't speak up um, mm-hmm. because they, you know, are like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. That's a real thing. I feel that way all the time. Yeah. In relationships. So I think that's a really good question. And you know, maybe so scary, really scary. It's really scary to do that. And I like, don't take that lightly. But, um, if you have someone in your life to do that, I think that's a great next place to go. 
Um, and then the last thing was we were just talking about was like resting from the issue. Yes, stepping away. And mm-hmm. you were sharing a story about people you know. Yeah. Yeah, my uncle and aunt actually shared. They started a church and they were sharing about an issue um, that they have been facing like when in they first marriage, got married right? in their marriage yeah. and they like were going head to head on this and they could not find resolve in the issue. They could not see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. And so this was like that barrier, that obstacle in, the, in like their relationship that mm-hmm. they were like, we think we're supposed to marry this person, but we do not see eye to eye on this issue. Mm-hmm. So they both said for one month, we're not going to talk about it. Like we've been talking about every time we get together, it comes up somehow, some comment, something. Mm-hmm. So they like re- totally rested from the issue and they just said, we're going to pray from it. We're going to pray about it. We're going to seek some counsel we're gonna talk to other people and kind of get clarity ask questions like we were saying before Mm -hmm. and then see what we come up with and then a month later they literally came to the same conclusion which was really cool yeah yeah and shows how god will honor something that feels counterproductive yeah like why should i why should i drop this right now it's time sensitive it's our marriage yeah things like that i have to know the answer but being able to stop and wait on the lord and know that time to him is different. Mm-hmm. Time to his is di- to him is different, and it's not going to change when he was going to release the gift he was yeah. going to, or yeah. whatever relationship. Yeah, which is honestly really hard. Like getting things out of our timing, out of our control, right? Um, and waiting on him to mm-hmm. move the thing that you're waiting to be moved. Spoken from two women who are crossing over the low thirties threshold when. <laughs> If you're like us, you start to feel this panic rising of yeah. all these maybe even idealistic things I dreamed for my life. Yeah. Up until, you know, my twenties. Yeah. And why this, hasn't it happened already? Yes. I mean, the barriers feel real and you feel like I'm never gonna accomplish them. So maybe I was wrong. Like, and I can't stop. Yeah. There, why why could I stop? I can't lose this yes. precious time. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there were so many times that I did that. Like I felt in my early twenties that I wanted to move into a career that was Mm -hmm. using creative work Mm -hmm. that was using my voice, that Mm -hmm. was writing, that was telling stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bailey can attest to this. I went down this path so many times and I wouldn't get the results I wanted. I thought it was a closed door. Mm -hmm. So I became a CNA and thought I was going to be a nurse. That is what, this is real life. So I went to a semester of counseling school. I spent an absurd amount of money on a semester of counseling school. So I, I mean, guys, I mean, like th- this is a real issue that I have. Yeah, I'm like acting just like to- you know that wasn't it anyways, and I'm so excited to try this next different thing. Yeah, and then I came across like it was cool how the Lord kept bringing it up, and it finally got to the point where Bailey's talked to me about this so many times, where it was like, like. I'm, she And she said these words, like, I'm proud of you for just not quitting despite results. Yes. Because that's what we wait for. It's like, oh, man, my counselor puts it um, as the dopamine hit. We, mm-hmm. in order, it, with couch analogy, again, in order <laughs> to feel like we're in the right spot, we need a dopamine hit. We need the couch to go a little bit further. A little bit, yeah. To feel like this is it. We know we've done right, which is normal. That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. But how do we press in and keep going and keep moving on an issue or something Without trying to force it, without mm-hmm. trying to quit. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in because mm-hmm. the dif- the answer will be different for everyone. And yeah. we cannot tell you that. That is something that God individually knows for you. Yeah. And like pulling somebody into your life is the most crucial part of it. Somebody like each other yeah. who see it in a different way. Right. Who can speak into that. Like I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for you. Oh, wow. It's an emotional moment. So can I get like royalties or something? <laughs> I have to make money first. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'll take, I'll take all the money. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I just think that those encouragement, those people in your life and letting the Holy Spirit intervene are what makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was really, really powerful. I feel like Katie Ray and I actually just reached new heights personally. So we want to hear from you guys too, as Mm -hmm. you're listening to these questions, if there's things in your life that you just feel like we're talking to you directly to you right now, or you think there's things that you want to add to our Mm -hmm. conversation that you think other women amidst should know. We want to hear about it. Yeah. And this is what the woman amidst was created with the intention of is this never um, a, a voice speaking at you. It's a conversation. So whether it's reaching out through email at hello at the woman or whether it is reaching out on Instagram or 
whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are we really won't give out methods. our phone numbers just <laughs> no, for I'm general not. security reasons. I am not Bob Goff and <laughs> I do not want to take the thousands of calls, although I'm pretty sure your husband did call Bob Goff. Yeah, he's answered twice for us. Oh, wow. But we won't do that because Katie Ray and I have way lower capacity than Bob Goff. But yes, Bob Goff is a special human. Still want to um, hear from you, so yes. please reach out. Yes, and um, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, this is meant to be a community and we want to hear from you and support you in this. And on that note, we have babies, my babies, but (laughs) she's pretty much been co-parenting with me this week, who (laughs) are going to bed. And we're about to go to a fun dinner, which I'm really excited about. We'll probably process a lot more of this. We will. And we will come back and share. (laughs) I feel like some more things surfaced for sure. Yeah. But again, it's so good to be here. Yeah. We love you guys. We're so thankful that you listen. I can't wait for everything that God's going to be showing Katie Ray with her moving to Australia. Things are only going to get better and better here. And so please join this community and we want to know you more. We want to hear your stories. Thanks. I've loved this intense eye contact with you for the last 45 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I feel like we're in marriage counseling, (laughs) but we will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast today and listening. Um, I am in Australia on the other side of that move and what we talked about. And I feel like this was so relevant to me as I was editing and putting this together for you guys. Um, I just got a lot out of this from the idea that rejection or closed doors from the Lord doesn't mean that we are rejected or that we were wrong for wanting those things to start with. Those desires are good and it doesn't mean that they are bad just because the door closes and how sometimes those boundaries are really just the sweetest gifts from the Lord as he heads us down a different direction. Um, yeah, and how being in the heart in the midst of something is uncomfortable right? We want that end to end. And so sometimes we force things to happen, but there's a way to accept where we're at um, and, and be creative with the Lord about maybe that isn't a closed door. Maybe there's just a different way to go about it. Um, I know I have thought about this so much of, and I know I talked about this in the podcast, but like with my career and creative desires with two kids and even now being a little bit further into parenting too than I was when I recorded this podcast my time is so much more limited like my kids nap at separate times throughout the day which I know a lot of you can probably relate to so I'm getting like two 20 or 30 minute segments so how do I fit in the dreams that I have with podcasting and photography and Instagram or working out or the goals I want to reach? How do I um, hold the tension and balance of sitting in the season that God's given me, which has a little bit less capacity for what I want and translate that into what's good and, and believe that the door's not shut. Those things aren't closed. Maybe they happen in a lesser capacity, or maybe it's translating the creative work I do with my kids and the adventures that I want to do with my kids. So how do I creatively go pro- go about approaching those closed doors? So I just got a lot out of this. Um, but I just want to emphasize again, like just because we all come across obstacles or closed doors doesn't mean that what we desired was wrong or isn't still going to be fulfilled. A no isn't always a no. It just may not be and not yet. Um, and I just really feel purposeful about sharing that with you guys and continuing to emphasize the idea that the Lord wants us to ask and seek, right? Seek him, ask for what we want, bring him into the desires that we have and don't shut him out of them. Um, And then looking at those motivations, those deeper meanings and why do we desire what we desire. So thanks so much for being here again. Um, I'm so thankful for this community, the way you guys have supported and come around the woman amidst. It makes doing this and the craziness of parenting feel even more special as I get support and people reaching out to me for it. So thank you for that. If you guys do love this podcast, please feel free to go give us a five-star rating. It always means so much. Um, Reach out to Bailey. Thank her for being here. Tell her what you thought and tell me. We'd love to hear it. I know Bailey will be back on another episode. We already have another one in store. Love having her on here as a consistent presence. Um, And if you decide to share on Instagram, I will buy one of you a coffee as a thank you for your continual support. So once again, thanks so much. We love you guys and have a great day. We'll see you next time.